0: This is your co-host Mark, former Hooper, college hooper, coach, trainer, hoop lover. You can follow me on Instagram at Breaking Barriers Training here with my guy since kids, future partner in coaching and business, G Hey,
1: what's up, man? I'm your other co-host, Gerald. Hooper, coach, trainer, overall lover of the game. Y'all can follow me over on Instagram at GZ underscore hoops. I'm here on my boy since kids and my future coaching colleague. Thanks for tuning in with us, and let's get straight to the episode. My bro, what's up with you? Hey, what's good, Mark? How we doing? Pretty good,
0: man. Just came from AAU practice, so you know another day in the lab, bro.
1: Hey, how was
0: that? Pretty good, man. We got better today. That's all we asked for, bro. Yeah, that's all that matters. When's the next journey? Uh, We're shooting for not this weekend coming up, but the following weekend. We're back in Pittsburgh? Yeah, for sure. Or Ohio. We're trying to see who's going to open up first. So Cool. That's dope, it, man. That's dope. Yeah, for sure, bro. But, you know, uh, before we get started, we want to send our thanks and our appreciation out to Anchor and mm-hmm. Apple and Spotify and the whole gang. And, uh, you know, let's get started, bro.
1: Facts. And even before we dive in, hopefully all of y'all have been able to listen on Apple Podcasts. I know myself and Mark we've been having some kind of hiccups there where we only see the intro of our show, but a lot of people that I've reached out to say now the whole thing's on there. So hopefully Apple's running with us and they're putting our full stuff out there. It seems like it, but it's just been kind of weird.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, any way you could tap in, just tap in,
1: uh, I know all our
0: iPhone users don't want to have to use Spotify, but I mean, (laughs) if you're a real fan and supporter of us, man, you know, just just try to tap in the best way you can. And if not, just
1: contact us and see how you could try to. And then we'll go from there. Facts. Let us know if you're not able to listen on Apple and we'll kind of reach out to them again and go from there. Like Mark said, that's all.
0: Definitely. Definitely, bro. So what's up with it? What's, what's the topic for the day? Man,
1: so now I know yesterday we both were planning on watching some AAU basketball. We <laughs> were right. going to tune into Michi Johnson and the Indy Gym Rats yesterday, but we both figured out that we both were unable to tune in. Right. Um, but the reason we even wanted to watch that was a couple of our fans have reached out to us and an expression to see how we watch film, how we break down film, and kind of us just bounce our ideas and our tactics off each other here.
0: Definitely. Yeah, bro. I mean, there's no, it's really no way to uh, explain it differently. I guess I, I could say, cause I mean, I think everybody look for the same thing at the end of the day, as far as when you break down film, right. Um, you know, you're looking for obviously as a coach or as a player, you're looking for your weakness that you need to fix. And then you're looking for your opponent weakness. And, um, One big thing I always start off trying to do is I try to break down my opponents first. Right. And then I try to, uh, you know, go back and watch the whole thing over and then, uh, you know, maybe see what they're good at the most. So then, you know, we throw that in there a lot. And um, then I pretty
1: much go back to my team's film and
0: break that down after I pretty much finished the opposing team we're supposed to play. For sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, even with that being said, you brought up a good point where I think we have to understand, too, that there's definitely a difference between watching film from a coach's perspective versus a player's perspective. Right. Because obviously, thinking back to when we played, we were focused more on our individual play and just kind of how we were able to help the team win, help the team better themselves through all in all. Exactly. Where as a coach, man, I mean, like you said, you're analyzing both sides, as in your opposition and your team, and I mean, man, it's just, it's a very time-consuming task to say the least.
0: Oh, uh, bro, it's it's crazy, it's crazy, honestly. And it's you know, if if you really care about this sport or you know anything that come with it, which if you coach, I imagine you would or you wouldn't have your job long. But right, um, that's um, You know, I it's it, it's stressful when people you know they think you just tell the team what to do. You have practice and you roll the ball out, but it's not like that, especially when you watch a film, bro. And it's like,
1: not at all, man. It's crazy
0: because people don't really know how much time it really take into really watching film. So, right. You know, I respect coaches and anybody who's in the film watching or anything like that, honestly.
1: Right. That's the thing too, bro. I mean, to me, at least watching film is truly like studying for a test.
0: Oh yeah. So,
1: you got to understand that there's different formats of these tests. So there's multiple choice, fill in the blank, essay style tests. Every every breakdown in every game obviously is going to be different. You right. can't base what you've seen versus one opponent and be like, okay, this is going to be my utilization skill set for the next guy or the next, the next team. Exactly. So it's like you have to be very, very quick on your feet in the sense that you have to be able to adapt. And it's like I feel like I've learned so much just from watching my personal film as a player versus watching film for the staff that I was on over in Albion, Pennsylvania versus me watching film for my individual skill development uh, players as well. So it's like there's definitely, to me, I look at things differently when I'm on a coaching staff versus to watching film for when I'm working with one single individual player for skill development too.
0: So how is that?
1: So how do you look at it? when you're doing uh, individual compared to team? So, on the skill development side, I feel like obviously I'm focusing on one guy or one girl, one individual, and I'm able to solely focus on that one or more players, I guess I'm trying to get at. So, it's like I'm looking more at their individual footwork a lot, especially for me. I'm more of a guard-heavy coach, point guard really being exact. So, um, I'm looking at that guard perspective. I'm looking at all their dribble combinations that hopefully – they have been able to equip from working with me into their actual live gameplay. And obviously, I get excited when I see that kind of stuff. But then again, I realize there's always stuff to work on. There's always more to work on. Maybe an individual's crossover was slightly too high for my liking where I'm able to slow it down, break it down, and showcase it to said player. I,
0: I mean, I you said a hammer on the head for real, bro. I mean, it's like when you see something you've been working on for so long or,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: just see it like it's exciting, bro, because it's like you know that you helped that person get a little better on something they maybe wasn't uh comprehending on. And right. Then, and it's just like um I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that's just our love for the game period, you know, like. Oh, for sure. We get excited over little stuff like that, but basketball is so beautiful, bro, and to see the progress of it, it's like um you know, it's it's fun. To me, honestly, that's it's fun because you just gotta take that that brick by brick, as we say, and it's like yes, sir. It, that separates you from the people who really don't want it.
1: For sure, man, and that's the thing. I feel like kind of you touched on it a couple minutes ago. Coaches that don't utilize film or don't implement any sort of training tactics into their day to day repertoire, they're not gonna have their job long. Oh no! I mean, man, like that. It's really like a 50/50 battle as opposed to learning like you said your opponent and your team reviewing what the heck happened the night prior the week that's upcoming versus this individual stuff that you're really putting in day in day out actually on the court. Right. So it's like they go hand in hand. You can't just like you said roll the ball out and play. exactly, bro. And it's it's crazy cuz you know I'm a, I am ai do not I mean I don't know if you heard
0: about it before but believe it or not uh the late great coach John Wooden Mm-hmm. They say he never watched film ever.
1: Yeah, I've seen that.
0: It's cra- and it's crazy, which is absurd. It's a, bro, it's crazy. Like, how do you have that much confidence? But I mean, you know, there's some guys who firmly believe in if you just put in the work and you play hard and you know you uh how can I put it, kind of run the system that you're used to running. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you they got a fair shot at anybody. But then there's guys like us, you know, who I want to utilize it because I want to kind of embarrass you in a way I will say like, not you know, run the score up and be a hundred to to two or not like that. But right. I I just want to show like you know, we know the I know the game. My team can hoop, and you know, you're not about to run what you really want to run.
1: Right. You want to get a leg up on your competition.
0: You want for to showcase that you did your homework for sure, bro. And I don't want I don't ever want teams to ever feel like which we. Uh, you kind of touched on it a, a few few episodes back a while ago as far as, you know, you don't never want to be one-dimensional or have a team feel like they know your game. So right.
1: that's pretty much how I am too as well. For sure. I mean, and then even jumping back over to when I'm on a full-blown coaching staff, I feel like obviously I'm looking at all five spots on the court in regards to ball movement, off-ball movement, positioning on the defensive end. Are we in the proper help side rotations if we're not? Uh, we need to break those down and, obviously, single those guys out that aren't utilizing our tactics. Um, how many box outs maybe we missed? How many free throws we missed? Turnovers just – I mean, I always preach on here. and we, we talk about it all the time. But it's really just analyzing frame by frame the little things that are able to translate into that game action.
0: Definitely, bro. I mean,
1: end of the day, uh, film is is
0: much more important especially nowadays in this generation, because kids tend to, like we said before, always want to watch the ballers' life stuff or highlights, highlights, highlights. Exactly, bro. So it's like to get a kid who uh want to actually watch film or just get better and understand how to watch film or see where we're coming from. It's I mean, it's, it's crucial and it's big for them, bro. For sure. And I mean, I use it to my day to day life now. I mean, I don't. We're not playing, of course, besides AAU, so you don't really Mm -hmm. get no film. But, I mean, I just watch a lot of basketball still to this day, like as far as old games, old championship games, workouts,
1: just little stuff, bro, because film take you a long way. For sure. And that's what I was even going to get at. I mean, obviously, these factors come into play also while watching, quote-unquote, ordinary gameplay, like you kind of said, just watching high school film, collegiate film, pro-level film. All basketball is good basketball. You can learn something from every game, every every training session, every, honestly, man, YouTube video that you throw on there. There's right. valuable lessons to be learned, and you just got to take advantage of it, man. We've been talking about it throughout this whole quarantine thing. Now is the time to grow. There's really no reason to stay stagnant, and if you are, it's time to wake up, man, especially now that things are starting to open back up, but we also have been seeing – things in the world start to close back down due to the pandemic. That's obviously still going on. So it's like, man, you got to utilize your time wisely. And if any of you guys listening here ever have some sort of film related question, or you want us to break stuff down that you have in your bag, send it to us at GZ hoops or at breaking barriers training. We would love to do that for sure. We always want to help improve everybody that uh, taps in with us.
0: Definitely bro. I mean, end of the day, uh, you only are as good as your opponent is, you know, and, and what I mean by that, I tell my team all the time, what I always tell them what I mean by that is, is if they got a horrible work ethic, but you got a, a great one, you're going to outwork them and beat them every day because of the fact you are prepared for that. You know, you're like, nice. you're, you're strong minded enough to, to get through that last lap when you feel like you can't no more, or, you know, you, you know to pull up instead of trying to force a layup. So mhm-. You only as good as your your competition is, and that's why I try to always make practice my practices uh, like almost like game situation scenarios. So oh, for that, sure, you know, so that way, like, if we did watch, because I I mean I'm with little kids as of now, so I don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You of, of course ain't gonna keep their attention span. Right, but um, you know, one thing I learned being in college and what my coach really tried to do with us is, you know, you watch the film and then go break that down. In game like scenarios and practice and everything should pan out for
1: you. Right. And truthfully, I like that you said that, too, because I I think of a quote, you're only as good as your last game. Yeah. So it's like if you're not trying to better yourself, you're not trying to learn in this sense. If you're not watching the film necessary to improve your overall game, your overall skill set, you're only as good as your last game. You're not you're not getting better. So it's like we need to utilize the tools that are around us for sure. And have you guys ever used, did you ever use Huddle in high school?
0: Nah, we just, honestly, we used to just have uh, people record it, and then our culture, like, really just break it down.
1: Yeah, that's how we were, too. I think think we're too old for Huddle, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that came out a little bit after us, but we, we used it over at Northwestern in Erie. Right, okay. And even to this day, I still have access to the Northwestern account. I'm blessed and thankful that head coach Will Gatson shout out to bro. Obviously, we had him on here a couple episodes ago. If you haven't listened to that one, go tap in with it. Definitely. But he always is calling me. He's like, yo, bro, can can you please watch this game from last night? I want to have your opinion on our offensive sets, or defensive sets. Just break break it down for me so me and you can kind of bounce back and forth and see where we're at and see what we both saw. And that's what the we touched on, too, in that interview with Will. Our relationship was so easy because – we never butted heads, but we always learn from each other. And that's definitely one important aspect of, one, watching film, and, two, having a, a great staff at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, that that plays a big part, bro. For you to be able to not even be on his coaching staff no more, but you're able to go and tap in and do that, I mean, that's kudos to to y'all two still being able to work together, you still being tapped in with the team and the game, it's oh, just, yeah. it's just a lot of things, bro. And it's like, if like you said, people listening, man, film is the way to go. I mean, I know I said what I said about Coach Wooden, but none, I don't feel like none of us would be him. <laughs> so
1: no, I, unfortunately, no. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> you know, we want to be better than that, and you know, it is what it is as far as that. But I encourage film because another thing, my coach always asked me, you could, you could say you watch film, but there's a difference between watching your highlights and what you did good and some things what you did bad, and then it's actually breaking down film. Exactly. If you're breaking down film, it should really take you three to four hours because of the fact you're breaking down stuff, you're rewinding to see why this didn't work, you know. Just act, sure. actually dive in and pour yourself into it compared to you watching the little layup you did or a little jelly, little mm-hmm. stuff like that. That don't
1: that don't really matter, bro. So That's facts. I mean, yeah, like if you think about it, if your game is roughly an hour long, Like you said, it should be taking you two-plus hours, three-plus hours to get through that film as a player because, like I said, on Huddle, Will and I are able to get on there and add comments frame by frame for each player as the team, really. All the kids have access to that account. So when those guys are watching it, they see our live comments, they can actually pause it and reread it, rewind it, get all that good knowledge in. So it's like... It definitely takes a minute for you to get through one basketball game when it comes to breaking down film, like you said. Yeah, bro, and that's that's dope that y'all can actually leave comments and stuff too. So, oh yeah, it's sick, man. That's what like if you're able, ever able to utilize huddle, you definitely got to for sure. Yeah, man, it char- They charge you for that, or you just sign um, through a school. So yeah, through the school, the the school gets charged. From my understanding, I I do not get charged. Okay, <laughs> man. yeah, I, I gotta tap in with that for sure. For sure, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, it's definitely a viable tool. And that's what even bouncing off that, like we were talking about a couple minutes ago, watching just ordinary games like the high school level, college level, pro level. What do you think you do differently when watching those games as opposed to, let's say, the team that you run? So how I break down film? Yeah, for those like upper level film sessions, I guess I'm trying to get at. Uh So if you're watching an NBA game, what are you looking at as opposed to, Let's say your ninth grade AAU game. Okay, so if I'm watching an NBA game,
0: because uh, most of the time when I'm working out with guys that's in college, they obviously they don't they they don't literally run NBA sets, but you know the, as far as the pick and roll action, things like that, they Fact. run they run that type of action in college. So I just try to yep. I try to base off of that, and um, you know I'll see like maybe little ways to get through screens, or I'll see ways to. Um, You know, just little things that, that you could do and you could tie in with the uh, guys that you work out as far as that's almost at that level. And really, I just try to take little techniques as far as like their jabs and maybe tie it in for the younger guys. Mm-hmm. So I maybe try to take the stuff I see in the older guys game and just break it
1: down into maybe my own little workout or things nice.
0: like that for the younger guys.
1: Right, you just got to take what you see at that high level, simplify it a notch, So the guys that we're training who, like you said, are at the college level, high school, or younger, are able to actually perform said move or perform said offensive set and kind of run with it from there. Because that's at that pro level, I see, like you said, so many top-of-the-key, high pick-and-roll settings that you can implement into a lower level of play easily. And even with that being said, off that pick-and-roll, You can dive into different uh, aspects of spacing the floor with your shooters, spacing the floor with your opposite big man, and even flip the sides. You can also see how to defend a high screen and roll and defend those shooters on the wings. And just, I mean, there's so much to learn, man. That's what I'm trying to get at.
0: I mean, yeah, bro. That's honest. That's honest truth, bro. And to be honest with you, it's like they don't understand because they think, oh, you're this or that. I mean, the NBA got its flaws. Thanks. And they got they got the good about them, and you know the honestly the good about them is that you can learn a lot still. Like they
1: they play good basketball when they when you really pay attention to it. Oh, for sure. That's the thing. I think you're about to spit it out, but it's like a lot of guys I know. I mean, truthfully, I used to fall into this trap too. Maybe when I was in high school, when I was still playing. But it's like you watch an NBA game and you see that crazy move, that crazy. Uh, Pick and roll between. I mean, at that point, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. How Chris Paul was able to come off that screen? Right now, I'm like, all right. He he went shoulder to shoulder. He came off low. He dove into the uh, big man. Attracted the big man. Therefore, he was able to throw the lob. Or back a couple years ago, I was like, oh, Chris Paul just went off the screen and threw a crazy alley oop to Blake Griffin. And you know know exactly,
0: exactly, bro. You know what's crazy is the kids nowadays. I watch them and they. The first thing they do is, like you said, you see what they do, and they're quick to try to put in their arsenal without understanding how to
1: exactly
0: so, so like you they're forcing it, and it's like um, you're never gonna get nowhere not understanding how to put yourself in that situation, especially right. like game reps, so mm-hmm. it's, it's like I don't know, bro, it's just we we the internet is the the gift and the curse, like we always say
1: facts,
0: so it's like um you know just try to get the kids to really understand
1: for sure man it's a test like i said there's different levels to it there's different types of it but you got to figure a way out how to pass that test and go from there so like i said man if any of our younger guys high school college whoever's listening to us if they want us to kind of work with them send us some of your film man at gz hoops or at breaking barriers training and we'll go from there we can even post it on our pages and allow you along with everybody else that follows us to see what we see and go from there.
0: Right. Exactly, bro. And, you know, just one thing, like we said earlier, just keep trying to encourage uh, people to watch film and just understand that it's more than just you Thanks. And, and, you know, just take everything into consideration. We said for sure, man,
1: for sure. So I think, I think we're cool on the film session topic. If you guys did like this conversation, you want to hear more from us, obviously let us know. But we're about to dive into segment number two here. I want to talk about our weekly NBA updates. Right, definitely. No, we got to. For sure. So, bro, I seen this. I think I saw this, this this morning where the NBA and the NBA Players Association are planning to allow players to replace the last name on their jerseys with. Statements on social social justice. Yeah, I seen that, and um, you know, I'm I'm gonna keep it PG-13. But did you see the with John Moran? Yeah, (laughs) my bro already
0: know what I'm about to say. He
1: he was snapping a little bit. He did apologize though. I seen his public
0: apology. I, you know what, bro? To be honest with you, you just said that they said they wanted them to speak. Of course, they wanted respectful. But you know, they they said they wanted to speak on this social injustice. I mean. That's how everybody in our community as far as African
1: American is feeling right now. For sure. And honestly, the the younger generation as well. Yeah, so ja, I mean, ja is what, 20? 19 or 20? Some so I mean, he. that's kind of how he grew up. I know that's how we grew up truthfully back home. Yeah, definitely. And he did apologize. He he sounded very educated within his apology as well. And yeah. he he definitely explained like why he said it and what he meant by it, and there was no Negativity towards the the police system as a whole, I guess I'm trying to get at, but I know what yeah. you exactly. mean. Yep, it's toward the ones that did what they did, and right, that's what it is, bro. So if if y'all didn't see what we're talking about, we don't want to throw it on here full heartedly because you know we're a, we're a PG uh, podcast here. But <laughs> John Moran essentially expressed what he thought in regards to his number twelve. He he changed his name on there for the fact of social injustice. I guess I'm trying to get at.
0: Right. And you you can
1: see that on Twitter, Instagram, or kind of go with it from there. But or, or even just Google it, because knowing him in yeah, the league, he is definitely might have took up it out. there. Yeah, or is it still up there? Probably. I mean, I, I was saying in the sense that Google, like it's definitely. Oh on yeah, Google. definitely, definitely. You know, people screenshot everything today. <laughs> as soon as it's posted, bro. Right. But, yeah, man, I mean, even with this whole concept, I mean, I think this is great, truthfully. I mean, it can potentially uh, lead to some guys who maybe maybe they're on the fence about utilizing their voice or even getting back on the court and playing. Maybe this will give that uh, extra step, give them that push to get back on the court and rejoin the season.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, we say it every week. I'm excited, bro. I
1: can't wait, bro. I,
0: I can't. And shout out to Adam Silver. The commissioner, man. I mean... Facts. We're going to
1: get into him in a minute. Yeah, just, you know, we always, we always got to give our weekly shout-out. Oh, mean, for sure, for sure. That's that, that's big bro, honestly. It, it ain't easy. <laughs> it, it, right. It, this ain't easy, bro, so... No, not at all. Shout-out to him, man. But honestly, this kind of reminds me... I mean, this is obviously not as a serious issue, but you remember the nickname jerseys a couple years back?
0: Yeah, I definitely do.
1: So, obviously, this is a way more meaningful uh, experience that we're going through today, but... Those those nickname jerseys were tough, man. They definitely was, bro. And they bringing that back is um,
0: big for the NBA because it's for social injustice. So Facts. that makes it even more meaningful. And we should be able to, um, you know, just applaud it and just love it. Honestly, I might Facts. even have to buy a jersey. I'm
1: going to probably pop one. Well, that's the thing, too. I don't know. I only know one guy who already disclosed that he's throwing a nickname on his on his jersey. And who's that? Spencer Dinwiddie. Of Have course. Have you seen this? Of so course. So he's number twenty-six, and he's throwing his name as Trillion. So Trillion, number twenty-six, and he's breaking it down in the sense that he's saying our country is currently twenty-six trillion dollars in debt. And he wants the world to know that every every night, every game that he steps on the court.
0: Hey, listen, he put some thought into that. He, he really you. did. He put some thought into that. So being that he put some thought into that,
1: it make a lot of sense. And, you know, shout out to him for doing some research. Facts. Well, that's what I, I was reading about it a little bit before we hopped on. I know he he's a big investor in stocks. He's big in, I think he's like a part owner in Bitcoin okay like he's definitely educated in this type of uh genre per se so he was like yeah like it's it's very ironic that i do wear the number 26 and we're 26 trillion dollars in debt but he's like i I want this to be known i want everyone to kind of see this and hear it from uh my my point of view every time i step on the court hey
0: i don't that's that's dope for real man you got to give a shout out to him for like we said doing what he do and um I didn't even know
1: he was in that Bitcoin, so that's, that's dope to find out yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I know he's involved in Bitcoin, but I, I'm pretty sure I read that he was like a part owner. or he At least his name Thanks. is very, very high up in the Bitcoin realm.
0: I'm about to say he got to be some type to be really looking into something like that. He was that, trying so. to
1: like implement Bitcoin into his current NBA uh, contract. But but it got oh rejected. That's why like, I didn't read too too deep into it. But yeah, it was it was interesting for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, listen, bro. Everybody think that NBA players is just about um, putting the ball in the basket. Basket, exactly. And it's like these guys are educated that's too, that. and these guys they uh, are smart as well for sure. And they know what they got well i ain't gonna say all of them because some of them are still airhead but True. a lot of them know what they want to get at as far as being in the league so um shout out to him for all for one taking a stand and understanding what's going on with us and the world mm-hmm. as a whole and then shout out to him for you know doing something for sure different. man
1: for sure gotta give him his props man well deserved definitely like it's well, yo, and then literally right before you you gave me this ring to record here, I seen that each court will have Black Lives Matter painted across it for uh, the resumption of the NBA over in Orlando.
0: That's, That's crazy. Dope. Yeah. So, what? I don't know. The photo I, I
1: seen, it what? was at half court. Okay, yeah. I was about to ask you. I didn't know how to so, ask I don't so. know if it's going to be a half court, like a, like a huge <laughs> logo, or maybe it will be – on a sideline or a baseline but it it's going to be there every game every court
0: That's dope man I man
1: Yeah they they're working hard to
0: give the guys the biggest platform mm-hmm. they can have you know so that way they don't feel like they're being locked on shackles compared to the NFL Facts. you know they the NFL is in uh they're in shambles in a way where as far as how people view the social injustice and it's like A lot of players don't feel like they got their best interest. So, with Adam Silver doing this, that's just big for him and the team because, every I mean, that's the team, the league, I should say, because everybody is, like, they're buying into it. I mean, you you see what LeBron said. He wanted wanted to hoop. This is big for him, this and that. And and other guys followed up to, you know, kind of say the same thing as well. Right, and
1: that's what Adam Silver came out saying. You sent this to me last night, but – Quoted from Adam Silver, we're coming back because sports matter in our society. They bring people together when they need it the most. And, bro, we've been saying that from day one, honestly. And, I, like, does. we it know does. safety is the number one priority during all this, man. We, we wish no illness upon anybody. But I think we just, we need some sort of, I guess I don't want to call it a distraction, but we need something else to focus on as opposed to all the negativity in today's world.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, bro. Like, to be honest with you, it's so many videos right now coming out of more cops that didn't kill uh, African-American no. or anybody, period, unarmed. Um, it's just so many things coming right. up, bro. So we go from watching not being able to watch nothing live as far as, like, um, basketball or baseball mm-hmm. or something like that. And, you know, if you get a chance to get basketball back, why not take right. that? especially if they're taking the highest chance to keep them healthy. Why not take that, bro? I mean, we could watch
1: highlights again. We could watch the game. It's something positive. Right. That's the thing, too. We've been talking about the TBT, the basketball tournament. That actually resumes, or that begins, I should say, in five days now, five or six days. So be on the lookout for that. We'll, We'll be having some live ball coming sooner than the NBA, truly. But what I'm trying to get at is, I mean, I know for me, man, the last couple of months, it's literally just go to work for 10 hours, come home, work out, eat, record this podcast if we're recording that night, or pretty much just go to bed because there's really like nothing else to do. No,
0: it's not. And it's like to the point, bro, I'm I'm trying to keep finding stuff that I haven't seen in order to, uh you know, continue mm-hmm. growing and understanding. And I always say it on the podcast and never do it, but I got to send you all these folders I got because I ain't even tap into Thanks. them because I don't I don't want to like navigate and get myself so stuck mm-hmm. in them that that i finish them and then, then it's, it's over
1: like, yeah exactly so it's like for us to get basketball again bro is yeah, that's it, a, man. it's gonna like personally we we've talked about mental health on this show before it's definitely gonna help me out because i mean man like i just need something to do like, something to watch man so i can <laughs> at least fall asleep somewhat happy you know what i'm saying
0: and wake up to ESPN talking yes, about basketball. Bro, I see some yeah. live
1: highlights on my phone.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's needed, bro. At the end of the day, this is just like anybody else with whatever they love or whatever they like to watch. This, imagine not being able to watch your favorite cooking show. Yeah, something or, like
1: that. That's fact.
0: Yeah, bro. It, you know, it's just that's where we at in this stage, and I, I feel like that's where For everybody sure. at who loves the game. Sure.
1: And that's why we're excited, like we said. The season's resuming on July 30th, so 22 teams out of the 30 will be hitting the floor to finish the season over in Orlando, and we've been covering all the guidelines and all the scenarios this far, so check out all of our episodes so far to see what our thoughts are and just hear all those updates so we don't have to keep reiterating them, but so on Thursday, July 30th, we're opening up with a doubleheader on TNT, because they just came out with a schedule. So,
0: And who is we that got playing? The
1: Jazz versus the Pelicans at 630, followed by the Clippers versus the Lakers at 9. Ooh,
0: that's so lit. We got,
1: it's, that's... I think it's kind of funny, though, the Jazz. So if you think back to all this uh, COVID-19, mad, COVID-19 madness, I mean, within the NBA, you definitely think of Rudy Gobert. So right. we're, we're starting with him versus Zion and the Pelicans. And then that second game is whew, L.A. versus L.A. Western Conference Finals, right. maybe? I mean, it should be.
0: Um. So let me ask you a question because I don't know how true this is. This is what I heard through the grapevine. I'm hearing that Rudy Gobert is still, like, not feeling well from
1: recovering. He never fully really recovered. Oh, from man. COVID. See, I haven't really seen much from him. I remember when it first came out, he was apologizing to all of his teammates and trying to kind of. Clear his name a bit because obviously he was acting a little uh, childish per se when all this came about. But right. I don't know, man. I mean, I hope he's good. I, I I'm gonna have to read more into that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just heard it actually, like literally right before our podcast coming from practice. Somebody was telling me, it, and I mean, you know, normally they would send a quick update. But I mean,
1: I didn't know. if anybody I, else I know Donovan Mitchell so. recovered.
0: I mean, I've, oh, yeah. I've not
1: seen him playing in open runs the last couple of days, truthfully. Yeah. So, I don't, so, I don't know, man. I mean, that's something we got to look sure. at, too. Well, if, if he's not cool, prayers to him. Hopefully, he uh, starts Definitely. to feel better in that sense. We, we want to see him out on the court July 30th against Zion, Zoe, B.I., Drew, the whole, the whole team. So, that's, that's going to be an exciting first game. And like I said, obviously, the, the main event, L.A. versus L.A., is going to be crazy.
0: Oh man, so let me ask you a quick question, bro. Who you think? Who you think? I mean, don't be biased, LeBron <laughs> fan. Who you think winning that it,
1: game or the whole the whole thing? The whole thing. The whole I gotta thing. rock with the Lakers, bro. I, I I just don't see how LeBron doesn't capitalize this season. And then there's gonna be oh, yeah. oh he only won the, this uh, shortened season. Oh, it's not legit. But man, that that that's BS, oh. man. Yeah, it is. That's you know what?
0: It's that's a season. Just because there ain't no fans, just because some guys ain't mm-hmm. come back, it's still a, a season, bro. So, at the end of the day, if he went it,
1: I respect it just because he still worked right. for it and because he did it for Kobe. For sure. So. That's what they, they got that extra kick in their step for Kobe, for sure. F- right, bro. But, I mean, even speaking about the Lakers, man, you seen that J.R. Smith officially signed with them today? Oh,
0: so he did end
1: up finalizing it? Yeah, from what I... I mean, I'm not sure if they put pen to paper, but it it's in wraps. Yeah, I know they want him bad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> my thing is, like, is LeBron hype about this signing or not? Because, <laughs> I mean, we all know the iconic meme of him and JR. Right, right. Like, are, are they still cool? Like, I don't
0: even know. I, I i saw them working out, I mean, over the summer. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, my boy Trent, shout out to Trent, um, Mm-hmm. He actually stayed out in Cali, and you wanna know the crazy thing oh, is? Wow. He, the crazy thing is, he was a sh- um not a chauffeur, but kind of like he parked the cars for them, and you know oh, do all man. the little do all little stuff. And and lo and behold, guess who comes in with? I, I'll keep it PG thirteen, so I'll say, guess who came in for his birthday weekend to LA to work out? JR. Yes, and he you know he Damn. got to he got to chop it up when he parked his car and.
1: Do he was probably,
0: probably driving something
1: crazy. Something
0: crazy, he said. I forgot what he said, but it was definitely something crazy. Hey,
1: and, shout out to bro for being out there in Cali. Yes, yeah,
0: and he and he's in Atlanta now, but he was out there for a minute. But he just actually moved to Atlanta. But shout out to him though, because I mean, he met a couple people. He met him and Cat. But not to get off topic, but uh, to speak on Jr. Some more, he definitely said that Jr. Was talking to LeBron, and uh, they was planning to go work out. So
1: hey. I'm guessing it's still all up between them, bro. Yeah, they, they have to be. I mean, honestly, we know how LeBron maneuvers. He, yeah. The The Lakers wouldn't be bringing Jr. onto the team if they weren't cool. Exactly. exactly. So it's like, it's just funny. But, I mean, like we said last episode, Jr. is going to definitely help space the floor with his shooting ability. And honestly, he won't need to handle the ball as much as he had to in Cleveland. And he'll also be coming back into the league with a new hunger after not playing this entire season. So I'm excited for him, man. Me too, bro. And imagine how dope it would be if
0: you come back, you left the last game because I don't think he played after the finals, did he? No. So your last game was in the finals and you come back and you play him back in the finals. And possibly could win. Literally just come back for the playoffs. That's crazy, bro. But I mean, shout out to Jr. too because I mean he's still been working constantly.
1: Oh, for sure with C break.
0: Yeah, so he never gave up hope, and um, you know that's dope to just see like the NBA is about chances, like
1: for sure. For so at the, the end him. of the day, man, if you're a hooper, you're gonna get the call, and yeah. that's the thing. Like Jr. Smith always had this kind of negative tone over his name, and it's like, man, I mean he he gets his job done at the end of the day, so it's like. You can't just hold this guy out of the league because maybe you personally don't like him or he's not your favorite type of individual to be around. Well, that really doesn't matter because if you can put the ball in the hoop, that's if all you need. If, if you can defend on the other end, you're gonna get in. You're gonna you're gonna get yourself onto an NBA team. So let me ask,
0: let me ask you a question though. Like, why do you think they don't
1: like him? Being that he ain't really he
0: don't really get into trouble, honestly.
1: No, I think it was more younger J.R. Smith years where he 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 kinda talked out a lot in um Denver and New York in the sense that he was just a very uh vocal player on the court and he, he let his emotions be well known and well shown. I mean right, he, right. he he's just uh I mean to me he's just a normal dude, but uh right. the maybe the Karen's or the 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 classy people out there, they don't don't really like that type of uh, nonsense, quote unquote. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like I said, if you get your job done, I really don't care what you do outside of your profession.
0: That's true, bro.
1: And I, I mean, I think his tattoos don't help anyways. That's what I'm saying. But I mean,
0: who am I to judge? I got two sleeves too. But I mean I Facts. honestly don't I, I feel like as long as his tattoos got meaning and he, he know what they mean, I, I don't feel like he should have been judged by that either.
1: Not at know. all, man. Not and at I,
0: all. I think he was judged by that a lot too. So I mean, shout out to him, man. Go make it work at
1: LA. Get them help them get a ring, maybe, and then get you another contract. Facts. You know you know who I seen show him love on Twitter? Who Jamal Crawford, Jake Crawford, sign him, man. Why I know. You,
0: What's what they waiting for?
1: I don't know. Well, that that's love, first of all, for him to even do that because he could have been super salty and be like, "Man, like, forget I this." I should team. be his spot. Yeah, I should be his spot. Right, but yeah, like you said, bro, he he should be on a team, man, especially during this shortened resumption. I could see maybe if teams didn't want him for that full full blown season, he's he's a little older in age, but man, he can definitely go for this. Uh, Shorn regular season along with the resumption of the standard playoffs. You can't tell me he still ain't no bucket so you know it's like His
0: last 3 games are crazy. Yeah, bro, it's just like sign him and
1: let him hoop. Facts. Free free him, bro. <laughs> free him, man. Man. Definitely. But
0: What's the next next,
1: bro? The next thing we got to talk about last thing, Amani Bates verbally committed today. Yeah, so I seen that. Where we're at though for the people who ain't see it. Well, so Michigan State, like I guess okay it broke but, up uh, my end. My at, my bad. Oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. So I mean, craziness happened really today is arguably the top player in all of high school basketball verbally committed to Tom Izzoga, Tom Izzo and Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, just to give a little bit of background information on him for those that don't know about him, this kid has been going bonkers in high school basketball the last two years. Like I said, he's arguably the best player in all four classes right now after just finishing up his sophomore season at, it's like Yip Lincoln High School, where, like I said, this dude dominated all aspects of the game. But honestly, bro, I was reading more into this. There's more than just his verbal commitment. Okay, today. so what is that? So I was seeing that, Amani's about to be leaving that Ypsilanti Lincoln High School where he played the last two years, his hometown school. And he's beginning his prep school route at newly established Ypsilanti Prep Aim High created by his father and coach E.J. Bates. Oh, man. It. So it's like it's like the Julian Newman thing where his dad created that prep school. Exactly. Group, and at- <laughs> obviously on a greater scale. Right, right. But uh, what you think about that? I don't know. I mean, like, they they named a few guys that were joining him over at this new school. They're all four-star, five-star recruits. So, this is definitely a legitimate prep school. And the thing I was reading, too, since it's considered a prep school, say high school basketball does not resume this upcoming year, these prep schools are technically allowed to still compete. I don't really know why or how, but that's just facts, I guess. So... Like, they already have Oak Hill on the schedule. They have Sierra Canyon on the schedule. A couple other – Mont Verde, all, all those top teams. That's dope, though. So, it's like – yeah, I mean, so he's committing to his dream school. I, they said that Tom Izzo has been recruiting him harder than anybody over the last, like, four years. So, when this kid was in, like, seventh, eighth grade. So, wait, because
0: where he live at is – he from Michigan, right?
1: Okay. Yes. Okay, I believe. Then, yeah, so – that I not really so. surprise me. Mm-mm. But though, then even with this, so switching this, this prep school, he's also about to be reclassifying and graduating this upcoming year of 2021 wow. instead of 2022. <sighs> you think he ready for that jump, though? I think so. I mean, honestly, R.J. Hampton. Didn't. Yeah, but how, how old is Imani? So this is what I was about to dive into. So, okay, after he graduates in 2021 – He then could go attend Michigan State, like he's kind of saying that he's about to, or like he could go to the NBA G League, like we've talked about many times on this show. He could go overseas, or he could go train just for the NBA draft, kind of like Kyrie Walker's doing. So there's many options for this kid, but the thing is that stands out. The NBA currently requires prospects to be one year out of high school and turn 19 during the calendar year of the draft. So, Amani's about to turn 19 in January of 2023. So, with that, he really can't put his name into the NBA draft until the 2023 draft. So, he was better off just going to school. So, that's the thing. So, it's like, is the league going to change the rules for him? Because he's a generational type player. Or will he play a year in college and then go overseas for that Second year? Will he play two years in college? Will he do one year in college and then go train? Like the scenarios are actually. I mean, very- I'll be
0: honest with you. If, if he did a year in college and then a year overseas, that wouldn't be bad. That'd
1: that be dope be,
0: because he got. Uh,
1: a, I mean, who's 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 nobody, done that? <laughs>
0: Honestly, and he got the exposure of playing against kids his age, of his caliber as far as body wise, and he was able mm-hmm. to polish up his skills with a legendary coach, and then he turned around and go overseas and see how to be a pro. Right, that'd be
1: dope to look into to see how this pan out. Right, so that's the thing, yeah. Like even like you said, like playing against kids like his own size and stature and whatnot. Even with that, he technically would be one year younger than all those kids. True, you know True. what I'm saying. And then he would go overseas when it would really be like his freshman year of college, <laughs> but it'd be his second year out of high school because he reclassified. That's crazy. So th- this whole scenario is wild. Like I never really seen anything like that. I mean, obviously, the LaMelo ball story's been wild, but, like, this is, this is different, oh, too. Oh, yeah,
0: man. I mean, obviously, it's thought when you do that. So, you put some thought into
1: it, but it's like, um, you know, only they know what's really going to go sure. on. So. Even with that, like, the article I was reading, his dad, his coach, E.J. Bates, was saying he wants him to go to school, but he understands that if the NCAA doesn't kind of – work with these kids in the sense that they're able to make more money off their image and likability, like we've talked about multiple times here. He understands that there are other routes to help benefit himself and his Can't family. You blame him?
0: not I at mean, all. Like we've been saying since we started, money talks. And, right. um, you know, it's just, it's a situation I think he's probably going to take on as he go. As of right now, he probably have an idea but you can't call what's going to happen in these next
1: year to two. Right. So that's – I mean, for right now, we know this upcoming year, technically his junior year, but it's going to be his senior year, really. He'll be playing at that prep school that his dad put together. And then after that, we don't really know. I mean, he could verbally come to Michigan State. Will he go there? We don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, again, it's amazing to see. And it. it's um,
0: it's different – And the fact that, he, like we just said, he got an option to go play overseas two years, go play college two years, go split college and overseas. I mean, will they bring the NBA where he could go after he's already 19? You know, he don't got to have a certain time when he turned it. I mean, it's so many Mm -hmm. options. to so many things, bro. And it's just I'm interested to see how Adam Silver pans out with
1: everything. For sure, man. I mean – From what I see, the NBA is taking the appropriate steps in getting these younger guys to stay in the States and train within the NBA system, obviously, with the new G League Select program. So I can also see them being like, "Okay, we have the G League Select program. If you guys want to enroll in this, go right ahead. But also, we're going to get back to how we were in the early 2000s, where Fresh out of high school, you're able to enter your name into the draft. Yes. I think that's what we're leaning for. I mean, honestly, bro, it's a gift and a curse. I like being able to come out the
0: draft, but then I don't because, like we said before, some guys aren't built for the NBA. And that's just the simple fact of it, bro. And then it's like some guys go and tank, and they really were maybe NBA material, but they just needed to pause their game a little more. So um, I don't want to sound like the bear of bad news, you know, or sound like the Debbie downer, but I, I just wish some kids would know they roll and understand that the NBA is going to be there as long as you keep working and don't think that
1: just because you're at a certain level, you're automatically going to be the next star. Right. You know, that's the thing too. A lot, a lot of kids aren't used to not being the star either where they were always been the, the top two on their team. They're balling out in high school. They're like, all right, I'm going to just make this the the jump right to the NBA. They get there, and it's just a rude awakening. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely interested to see how this whole scenario uh, pans out. But shout out to Amani Bates. That kid goes crazy. I would love to get him on the pod here. Yeah, man, man, definitely, man. We got Our fans got to help us out, man. Right, bro. They, they need to start spamming him <laughs> up. Crazy. Facts, bro. But, I mean,
0: you know, like you said, shout out to him. Uh, keep being great, youngin'. And do what you gotta do, man. Mm-hmm. You know I'm here to I'm here to support and watch for sure.
1: For sure, we'll definitely be keeping up with him over the next year or two or and beyond, really. Yeah, so. definitely. When our podcast
0: blow up, if we don't get him on here soon, Fact. we'll definitely have him on by the time he pop.
1: For, for sure, <laughs> man. But uh,
0: you know, is there anything else we got, bro?
1: Nah, bro. That's it for today, man. Um, episode twenty two already. <sighs> so. Shout-out to all of our fans that have been staying loyal with us and all the new fans that are tuning in each and every episode. We want to give a shout-out to Anchor for letting us do this. We want to give a shout-out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everybody else that's putting our work out there. We appreciate you guys, and we just got to keep going, man. Break by break, bro.
0: And, I mean, honestly, you know, we we know the inside stuff because we're doing it, but, you know, this is – we came a long way through –
1: through 22 episodes bro so for sure it's smoother definitely definitely,
0: man you know it fly by too so you know let's let's keep them going and uh you know we're appreciative to all our fans and the whole gang as far as apple and spotify anchor man
1: thanks hit us up on social media as well at gz hoops at breaking barriers training and i think that's it mark i'll talk to you later definitely tap in yes sir